Hey, good morning. Welcome back to the channel. This is Janelle Petrosino, and you are listening to Strength and Struggle Podcast. Today is going to be a fun episode because I know that sometimes on this channel it could be really heavy stuff. We talk a lot about struggle and trekking through the crazy curveballs that life throws our way. Today, however, I wanted to give you just three life hacks that will literally blow your mind and change your life. Um, Three completely different categories. One is just life. So something that you can do today to um, help yourself get a little bit healthier, help yourself save a little bit of money, and save yourself a little bit of time. I always like to give you something that you can apply right away. Um, And then one life hack that is in regard to relationships slash business. And then, um, you know, it can be applied to anyone's career. And then last but not least, parenting. Yay. So even if you're not a parent or you don't currently own your own business or you don't have any interest in getting healthier or whatever, definitely listen to this episode because there's going to be something that you can take away and apply to your life. So I'm going to dive right in. I want to make sure I value your time. I know you're so busy and I'm so happy that you're here. So number one, this is going to blow your mind. So one of the things that I hear the most as a personal trainer, as someone in the health profession, is that excuse of being healthy being too expensive. And I 100% agree that there are certain aspects of getting healthy that are extremely expensive. If you're not careful and you're not intentional, you can literally spend your entire allotted amount of money on just vegetables alone. Raise your hand if you've ever gone to the grocery store and decided, hey, I'm going to buy all healthy stuff this time. And then you walked out of the grocery store with half the amount of items as usual. And you're like, what the hell? Yes, we've all been there. You should all be raising your hand like a crazy person because it happens. And unfortunately, the foods that are the most healthy will go on or actually not go on sale usually, and will go up in price without even realizing it. So you might go to the store today, and then a week from now, your veggies might be a little more expensive. It's just the way that it goes. Um, but I always look for you know ways for my own family to be able to remain living the same way that we do right now, You know, despite the price changes, despite the pandemic. And something that has been a life changer and a game changer for me is creating a habit around making veggies every night while still saving money. So I don't think a lot of people realize this, but frozen veggies baked in the oven or roasted are just as good, if not better than fresh veggies. So I don't know if you know this, but frozen veggies are actually less expensive than fresh veggies. You can buy a huge bag of frozen broccoli at my grocery store for $6.99 and cauliflower for, I believe, $4.99 or about $5.99. And that big bag, you know, probably lasts us like three days, maybe four days in my house. And we make enough veggies every night to eat for dinner and then have leftover for lunch tomorrow. So that's, I would say, at least four to six meals for that one bag. 
if you've ever gone to the grocery store and bought a head of lettuce or sorry, a head of broccoli or a head of cauliflower, you get like a little bit and you pay close to the same amount. So what I really recommend for you, and I honestly think I'm going to make a reel about this on Instagram, um, is instead of buying fresh veggies, try my way for a week and your mind will be blown. So all I do every night is I get a cookie sheet. I line it with foil or parchment paper and I spray it with olive oil spray and I usually use four different frozen veggies so that there is something for everyone in my family and there's a variety. Usually it's frozen broccoli, frozen cauliflower, frozen um, butternut squash is my favorite and then some sort of green bean or asparagus or you know squash, whatever I have in my freezer. We have a a stock freezer down in the basement, just full of frozen veggies. Anytime we go to the store, we stock up on frozen veggies. Some of the veggies, even just like the butternut squash frozen is 89 cents, you guys, 89 cents. And yeah. So anyway, I make little rows of each veggie on the tray, spray it with olive oil spray, and then I change the seasoning that I use every night. So even though I'm making something similar every night, it tastes different. I literally preheat my oven to 425. I will go right ahead and put the cookie sheet in the oven for about 36 minutes, and then I broil for two minutes so it gets a little bit brown. I kid you not, you cannot even tell that these veggies are frozen. They are delicious. Their consistency is exactly the same as if they were fresh. And I literally save half the amount of money doing it. That is one of my literal life hacks that I've been doing for like four years. And I will never veer away from it because eating vegetables is important to myself, for myself as a mother, for my children. And I absolutely crave them now. If you didn't know this, your body actually craves what you put into it. But anyway, go and try it. Get your yourself some frozen veggies and find a way for you to um, find a consistent way to stay healthy and stick to your goals. It's fun. It's easy. And the other part that I forgot to mention is it allows you to walk away. I do a lot of my one-on-one time with my kids or focused time with my kids, whether it be reading a book, going outside, you know, whatever during the time that my veggies are baking. So that's a good time for you to kind of schedule in something that's important to you when you would usually be cooking and watching the stove. Yay. There's my first hack. My second hack is, well, the hack itself is to lead your life with posture. And I don't know if that's something that you could literally wake up and do without doing a lot of personal growth. Um, I've shared in a lot of different episodes and a lot of different posts on social media, how I really believe that personal development is essential for every single person that I know, every single person that's alive. Even if you're thriving in your life, there's never going to be a time where you should stop growing. And I used to be a people pleaser. I used to be somebody that worried so much about what everybody else thought. And after doing a lot of soul searching and growth and prayer and just so many different things in my journey to try to become a better version of myself or a more confident version of myself, I learned how to lead my life with posture. And what that means is um, sticking to my guns and standing up for my principles even when I stand alone. And I think a lot of people don't realize that when you try to please everyone and when you change like a chameleon, depending on who you're in a room with, people actually respect you less um, than if you just 
remain true to who you are and remain authentic. And so my hack today is to do one thing every single day to um, work your posture muscle. And what that means is stand up for yourself, stand up for your beliefs, be confident, accept compliments. Because when it comes to work and your career, you are going to get so much more respect. And it may even determine your level of success based on the posture that you take in you know being confident in what you have going on so I see this a lot of the time in um, network marketing I'm obviously in the network marketing industry and I have the pleasure of mentoring people from all over all different demographics and one thing that it I've learned in working and mentoring with other people is that the people that have the mindset that they have to feel guilty or um, embarrassed for sharing something that they love with others or trying to build a business in direct sales, those people actually go a lot less further than the people that um, own their truth and live in a place of confidence and allow themselves to lead their journey with passion And what do I mean by that is, um, so basically, for example, I'm in direct sales. I have partnered with a new project the last few months, and I'm extremely passionate about what I'm sharing with others because it's changed my life. So if somebody tells me that it's stupid or someone says, no, I'm not interested, I would like, I'm, you know, leave me alone. I wouldn't allow that to ruin my day because I have posture. I know that what I have to share is a gift. I know that it's that person's loss if they don't want to learn more. Um, and that's just something that I'm extremely confident about because I choose to. It's actually a choice and it's something that we have to practice every day. Don't get me wrong. There are days where I question myself, where I start to feel like a feeling inside of like, oh, you know, did I bother that person or are they judging me right now? But at the end of the day, I choose to not allow myself to feel that way and to live in that mindset. And I decide in the moment to say, oh, that must not be for that person. I'm so proud of myself that I'm, you know, working hard to help other people change their life because that's my mission and that's what I truly believe in my heart that I'm doing. So whatever it is that you're doing in your life, whatever your passions are, your hobbies, however you spend your time, regardless of what other people think about it, lead your life with posture. Even in the moments where you feel like it's hard to do, stand up for your principles. If you're in a room all alone and and you believe something, still believe that same thing when you're in a room with a thousand people. You are authentic and you're, you know, you're going to live your best life and be your best self if you're living in your truth. That's basically a life hack that has nothing to do with any material things, but it's, it's a practice that you can start implementing into your day-to-day life. Next time somebody says something that you disagree with, you can always politely disagree, or you can agree to disagree, or you can say nothing at all and just support that person, or you can, you know, walk away and lead with posture and say, oh, you know, I, you know, thought that maybe this is something that you'd be interested in, but I'm thinking it might not be the right fit for you because you're confident that, you know, you're looking for something certain in your business. Um, leading with posture is everything. So that is my second life hack. Oh my gosh, I'm talking too much. Okay. Last but not least, my, my parenting life hack is not reacting the way that you want to react or think you should 
react. Now, I am going to tell you that I am not a parenting expert. (laughs) I have a long way to go. I have a lot to learn. I honestly feel at one point at every day or 20 that I've done something wrong or that I've failed at parenting. I think we all feel that way. So I literally relaunch my life with my kids every single day. I ask myself every day how I can be better than the day before. And so there's a couple things I want to say about this. A lot of times I thought that the best way to, um, you know, nurture my kids and raise them and to get them to listen to me was to tell them what to do. And a lot of times that really didn't work and it ended up leaving me with guilt by, uh, or guilt for raising my voice or guilt for being short with them or wasting a whole day being grouchy with them. Um, because no one really likes to be told what to do. Obviously, you need to tell your kids what to do or teach them, you know, so that they stay safe or so they don't get hurt. But I think that there is a certain way to go about it. And I'm learning that a lot of times the way that I want to react in the moment isn't the best way. And one thing that I've been trying to do is give myself a pause before I actually react. And I've learned that it goes a really long way. So what I mean by this is in the moment when I'm angry, if my kids are doing something that I asked, asked them not to do, instead of screaming at them or being like a broken record, saying it over and over and over again, I try something different. I take a deep breath and I tell them how it makes me feel. Okay. In the moment, obviously when we're angry, we don't think about telling someone how it makes us feel. We think about reacting. We think about saying, you better stop or else, or if you do that again, you're not going to your grandma's today, or you're not going outside. Or, you know, the, the quick thing for us to do is to take a privilege away, right? We're parents. We've all done it. And that's how I've been living as a parent for a really long time. But I finally came to the conclusion that that does not work. So what I've been trying is to react in a way that I don't feel like reacting, but I know that I know consciously is going to get me a lot farther. So lately, one of the practices that I've been putting into place as a parent is instead of putting blame on my kids, I share how what they're doing makes me feel. So it's easy to be like, Ava, you left your shoes out again 20 times after I asked you not to. But in the moment, that that might just you know, cause her to feel guilt or resentment or frustration. Some kind, sometimes kids will rebel and be like, oh, I'll show her, I'll do it again, you know? And so what I've learned is instead to try to say, Ava, you know, that makes me feel really frustrated and angry when you do that. Um, because I feel like you're not listening to me. And in the moment, the kid might still not, learn the lesson like forever but I've gotten so much further when I share how I feel because I feel like for two things one kids experience emotions they know what feeling frustrated means or what it feels like when they're frustrated so they can relate to us as an adult when you tell them that and then also it gives them the opportunity to learn so to learn hey when I do that that frustrates mom instead of oh mom's yelling again or oh mom's bossing me around again my son Polly he's only three and a half and he tells me I'm bossy I don't even know if he knows what that means but he says you're so bossy and sometimes you know it's it's exactly what I need as a reminder to be like okay you know I'm not their dictator I'm their mom and it's my job to teach them and I think that you know 
there there's a time and a place to react angry I've done it I, I do it every day I mean I'm a human but I'm consciously trying to rewrite the way that I parent and it's really hard if you've ever learned something and then tried to unlearn it then you know what I mean it's extremely difficult to unlearn something that you've been doing for a long time or that's ingrained in you but I have to say that this new philosophy has worked really well in you know just really trying not to place blame so for example if my kids actually this really happened the other day there was a cheese container that was left open in the refrigerator and instead of saying who did this you know who did this I need to know come come and admit it to me or you know placing blame or Ava I know it was you or whatever instead of doing that I literally just taught them something in the moment instead I shared a fact so instead of um saying you know Ava you left the cheese open and and now it's going to be ruined instead of you know putting her in a place I feel like what she did was something that she should feel bad, feel bad about. I said, hey kids, just so you know that when you leave the cheese open in the refrigerator, it goes bad and then you can't eat it. And they were both like, oh, okay. <laughs> or another example, instead of saying, hey Polly, you know, I've told you a hundred times to put those shoes in the closet. What gives? Instead saying, hey Polly, when you leave the shoes in the closet, someone can fall and get hurt. It teaches him something. It's calm, cool, and collected, and it's another reminder in a different, more productive way. Or if you're feeling really strong, you can just say, Polly, shoes. I know it sounds crazy, too good to be true even, too simple, but I swear to you, you go a lot further with your kids when you keep it simple. And so the other day, I put this to the test for the entire day. I had one or two slip-ups because, again, human my kids are listening so much better because I'm reacting on their level. I'm thinking about their little brains and how, you know, they're going to be able to comprehend. Or I'm also thinking of a more positive way to deal with the issue that clearly needs to be dealt with. I'm not allowing my kids to rule the house or to disobey or to ignore me, but I'm teaching them in a way that is going to be instilled and that will be productive rather than, you know, making them feel like, oh, all I ever do is get in trouble or all I ever do is something wrong. Or you know how it is when somebody is yelling at you over and over and over again, Polly, stop, Polly, stop, Polly, stop. You don't want to hear it. You're just going to keep going. Um, So I think you understand where I'm going with that. Try it. And one thing that I have to recommend to you is the book, How to Talk So Your Kids Will Listen, or How to Listen So Kids Will Talk. It is an incredible, incredible book by Adele Faber and Elaine Maslish. It was just an awesome find find that I found on my Audible app and I've been listening to it a little bit every day and they have taught me so many great parenting tips. But honestly, parenting hack, don't react the way that you feel like. Just take a deep breath. (gasps) Okay, let me think rationally for 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna tell them how I feel or I'm gonna share a fact or I'm just gonna use one word. Think about how much time you're gonna save not by not repeating yourself all day or not speaking in paragraphs over and 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 getting nowhere, right? Getting nowhere fast. And think about how more um, just 
confident your kids are going to be when they don't hear it in the way that like, oh, you're doing something wrong. Rather, oh, I'm teaching you something because I want you to learn or I want you to, you know, be able to help someone else out or something like that. Oh, it's just, it just changes the dynamic of the whole house. And obviously if you're not a parent, this is something you can write, remember, listen to again, or put in your back pocket for when you are a parent or when you're around someone else's kids or when you're babysitting or whatever. But you know me, I want to give you something tangible to apply today. So anyway, I hope that you loved these three hacks. There are three things that have really changed my life and my focus and have helped me to become the happiest version of myself that I've been thus far in my 32 years. So thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. And I will see you guys next week.